Whoa, I didn't see that coming. Oh my gosh. Did you see that? That's me watching a movie that I was just totally engrossed in. And I really didn't see the ambush coming. Hey, this is Michelle Spiva, your Practical Priestess of Wisdom. And I want to welcome you to today's podcast of Wisdom Smack. So you know what to do. Yes, you're going to sit back, relax, enjoy with me as we get into talking about invisible targets and what to do to stay under the radar until you're ready to make your move. I'll see you on the flip. Stealth, covert, rogue. I love, I'm just going to be honest with you, I love these types of moves and these types of stories and these types of strategies. I'm just going to say it up front. And today, I want to talk to you guys about how to stay under the radar until you're ready to make your move and why it's so important in today's society. So, if you've been with me for a while, you know I've talked about uh, polarity, I've talked about pendulum swings, I've talked about trends. Um, uh, how to be a perennial person, meaning that you have a staying power. I've recommended books that I thoroughly enjoy that help to describe these things. And today I want to bring it back around because I am uh, currently working in in this capacity and the wisdoms are just coming at me left and right. All right. So let me let me go back down a little bit of memory lane first. Um, there are two books that I have uh, suggested in the past and that I'm going to suggest again today. I might have one more. I'm going to talk about another one, but I might have one more that I you know, suggest that you consider getting. So the two books that I want to uh, um, ask you to consider getting, if you haven't already gotten them, is um, Curiosity, yes, that's the name of it, and the other one is uh, Play, Bigger, play like you play outside and bigger, like bigger, biggest, those two books. And the reason why is because the one that is um, curiosity, what it does is it helps you to um, get a bet. I think, get a better understanding of how to go forward and how to navigate all of the, the terrain of um of education, information, technology, and lifestyle, uh, because that book really ap- appeals to our need to stay curious for us to survive. It uh, poses some things, and one of the biggest things, one of the biggest take- takeaways I want to uh, headline right now out of that book for today is its uh, treatise of uh, the analogy of the head- hedgehog and the fox, where they smash it together to say that people need to become hedge foxes. And I have talked about that in a, in a different podcast, if you want to check that one out. And then the other one, Play Bigger. Uh, that one, I have been getting a lot of people giving me feedback. Um, a lot of them uh, just, you know, one-on-one con- consulting clients where I, you know, ask them to get the book before we work together so that they can understand this um, this new opportunity that is in front of us. And I've even had a few of them say things like, oh, this has changed my life. And I've had another one say, I've got to go back and, and redo everything that I was trying to do for this new venture because I didn't set it up right. And so it's kind of been life-changing and altering just being able to take different things from these books and uh, to present them. All right. So now, <clears throat> excuse me, and the other book I'm going to mention, and you can possibly get it if you'd like, um, but I'm just going to mention 
mention it in that one is the 10x rule uh, by Grant Cardone. And uh, yeah, and I, I'm mentioning that one because that one is a great book. Um, it's just that for people that are, are starting out, it may be something that you have to uh, put into your strategy at a level when you get to there. So anyway, um, I'm not, like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to uh, try to tell you, you know, that I have the perfect way of doing things. I'm just going to put this out there for you to see it. Okay. All right. Now, uh, the last two days I worked, uh, not worked, <laughs> I presented uh, mental magic. And the first one, I just talked really kind of about how to get out of mental enslavement, how to get out of ruts of thinking, how to expand your, your thinking to consider the, the mystical um, that, that you can start to become proficient in as well. I even gave an exercise at the end, uh, just simply taking seven days to write down a consistent statement at the beginning of your day and at the end of your day before you go to bed. So those two statements are wedged between sleep and uh, to continue to do that. So if you haven't started doing that, go back and check out the uh, Mental Magic podcast and uh, consider doing that so that you can gather your own data about yourself. All right. Uh, and if you have started it and missed a day or two, just start over, you know, just start over and make it a clean, clean break and just do it for a week and then record or observe <laughs> what uh, happens for you. And then yesterday, uh, by request, I did uh, Mental Magic 2, where I talked a little bit about uh, m- the money aspect of it. And I just gave a a few quick little things that uh, you could look at. And so check that one out as well. And the reason why I bring those up is because of, um, in, in today's um, climate, it is it can be kind of daunting because um, they tell us on the one hand that everything is fine. You're doing well, but then you understand that you're supposed to be doing well. And yeah, I'm doing a lot. But then when you look at the net gain or sometimes loss of what all this action is producing, you're like, I'm not doing well. And so a lot of people are trying to figure out ways to do better. And I'm blessed. I'm thankful. Oh my gosh, I'm so blessed uh, to have people that... uh, entrust me with uh, their businesses, with their books, with their um, mental healthiness um, to assist them, to be useful, to help them get what they want. And recently, I've been having to work with people to not try to do uh, things out of order. And so with that being said, I want to talk to you today about having and being, not having, but being an invisible target. Um, there are, there are so many books, so many people out there that are telling you, you have to get seen, you have to get your, you know, your plan out there. They can't find you if they don't know you, you have to, uh, promote yourself. You have to get your advertising out and get in front of people and get the attention. And guess what? They are absolutely right. Absolutely right. But in the meantime and in between time, there are some situations where you need to consider being part of the scenery, being um, unchecked for, is how I like to say it. And that 
is especially true when you are in ramp up, when you are uh, practicing, when you are trying to find your groove, trying to find your voice, trying to tweak what you are going to become highly useful in. And a lot of times people get it um, out of order. So for instance, let's talk about it this way. You know that you're not going to be able to continue to have income from the stream that you're used to, whether it be a job, a gig, uh, or whatever, a contract or whatever. And so you know that now it's time for you to change up. The first thing people would think to do, which is pretty cool, the first thing people would think to do is hang a shingle and start running a lot of ads and advertisements and trying to get publicity and PR to their their new shop, their, their new business, their new website. And that's all well and good until they run out of money and they have nothing to show for it, except for I've now, I'm totally depleted. Help, I don't know what to do. I'm sinking fast. And so if you are in that predicament where you know that you're at the beginning of starting a new endeavor, this podcast is especially for you. And that endeavor doesn't have to be business. That endeavor could be anything. It could be starting a new life, starting, you know, any and everything. I mean, hey, you could be newly uh, divorced or broken up with someone and now you find yourself back out in the dating pool. This stuff still works. Okay, so stick with me. All right. So the first, I'm um, not the first, but the 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 next thing I, I want to say is, is after you understand where you are in the process, I want you to kind of like pivot around to consider this. Instead of when when you know that you're you're not ready for quote unquote showtime, meaning that you're not polished and all of that, con- just consider maybe that you do you're practicing in the dark. And when I say you're practicing in the dark, I'm always, I always think about um, Houdini and the Jackson 5. I don't know why, but Houdini and the Jackson 5. And that is Houdini, um, the great famed uh, magician, would practice every day for hours on hours uh, in, you know, in the privacy of his workshop, not letting people see all of the rigorous exercises that he had to go through of contortion, of learning how to swallow small apples and and all of these things to help him uh, ingest his keys to get in and out of his um, uh, chains and all of that kind of stuff. Um, Because let's just face it, that's boring and it doesn't look cool and you're going to make mistakes. Okay. So he did all of this practice. He continued to do it throughout his life. So that when he was ready for the show, you know, for the spotlight, it looked effortless and it looked, you guessed it, magical. Same thing holds for, you know, the Jackson 5. It's rumored to say that uh, their father had them practice and practice and practice. And this was even before they were winning talent shows in Gary, Indiana. And, and he had them preparing and working as if they already had all of the acclaim and things so that when they got it, it wouldn't phase them and they would already know what to expect to maintain what it took to get in that place. And to me, those were wisdom smacks that, um, I'll be honest with you, it's easy to forget that stuff. Um, that old adage, be careful what you wish for, you might just get it, sticks out in my mind at this particular time. 
And I'm going to actually give you an old black church saying that sums up what I'm what I'm talking about with you today with regards to how to stay under the radar until you're ready to make your move. And that is this old black church saying is start low, go slow, catch fire, rise higher. And that's really um, the wisdom smack of what we're going to be doing today. And that is, I'm going to teach you how to start low and go slow, catch fire to rise higher. Okay. All right. So now with that being said, let me make sure that we understand this, that there are different stages to the acquiring of success. Uh, The first one is a buildup. This is where you want to be that invisible target where you are learning your trade, you are perfecting your practice, you are grinding it out. It's not pretty. It is not perfected. And it is not something that you would want anybody to document in perpetuity, aka social media. So this is your build-up process. Your build-up process is to get you to that point where you are su- successful, where you are ready for showtime. And that moves you into the maintenance mode. Now, the maintenance mode, you would think is a stagnant mode. It is not. The maintenance mode, if you thought build-up was hard, maintenance is even harder. And so with the maintenance mode, it's kind of like treading water, you're still working hard, uh, but it's not where you're you're learning how to tread the water. You now become proficient where you can tread water, but you're still exerting some energy. And all that is, is it is simply a time for you to catch your breath so then you can elevate. Think about it. Um, weight loss. Yeah, that's a big one. One of the things that I will say that we're all at fault at is this. We always talk about the weight loss. We never focus on, or I'm not going to say never. Most of the time, there is no focus given to how to maintain the gain, the losses, not the gains, <laughs> the losses that you have, so that then you can move into uh, a healthy new lifestyle that uh, changes you to where that is the new normal, and. It's hard. I'm going to tell you, it's hard. And I mean, as a person who has gone through this and currently goes through it, it is hard because there are unseen factors waiting to ambush you that uh, you you don't even recognize. You know, your own biology and body, homostasis. We don't even have time to go into that, but it will attack you, and and all forces will come at you. And so that's another reason why I want to help you become an invisible target for such a time as this, because you want to be ready for when the ambushes come. You want to be ready for when the snipers come. You want to be ready for when all of these things come. Now, I'm going to paraphrase um, a portion that I read from uh, Sun Tzu's Art of War years ago that really stuck with me. And he said, great leaders and like I said, I'm paraphrasing this uh, to give you the gist of it. Great leaders understand timing. They understand cycles, patterns, and trends. And that was just so amazing to me. And what I gleaned from that and the wisdom smack that has been working me over and over again is that you have to understand what stage you're in and more more importantly, what stage you need to be in. Oh, yes, because 
If you don't understand your environment as well as yourself, as well as the uh, potential of what's going on, you don't know how to train. You don't know how to be prepared for when they do come. And so because of that, being able to take this invisible approach of go, go start low, go slow. And when I say start low, I am not talking about low energy and low effort. No, you got to hit it. You got to hit it hard. But what you want to do is you want to start under the radar because that gives you time and bandwidth to grow, to accumulate, to build, uh, and to do all the things before you make um, a ruckus on the surface where people now know you're out there. Um even in my industry uh, with self-publishing, it is becoming so hard uh, for people who they publish a few books, the books take off, and then all of a sudden they find that the industry and the competitive nature of the industry is daunting and they're not ready because they don't have those skills that it takes to stave off the snipers. And then um, a promising career uh, is in shambles and it takes years sometimes to regain and to regrow the things that you could have grown um, if you had understood that at the beginning you might not get all the accolades and you might not even get as much of the money. But what you will be getting is an ability to sustain your stability. And that is another reason why you want to consider this new pendulum swing where you stay under the radar at a particular point. Now, of course, there are pros and cons for what I'm talking about today. And if this is not for you, don't don't do it. Um, but if this is uh, resonating with you, where you're like, hmm, I might want to consider that. Then, then that's what you need to do. And it's the funniest thing because um, I look at, uh, <laughs> not look at, but I, I remember uh, all of these movie montages of, of places uh, that, I mean, not places, of, of uh, heroes that, um, the, one of the famous ones is the Count of Monte Cristo. And so the, the strategy that I'm talking to you about today is like that one. And, you know, so he goes to prison and, and he devises his plan. And while he is in prison, you know, he doesn't make a big ruckus. He doesn't do anything. And even when he manages to escape and get out, he is able to remake himself in the dark, practice, learn, and set his plan into motion. And he does not move. That buildup is really powerful because you see him having um, to go slow. I mean, go slow and start low. You see him having to pace himself and trust his process to gain um, the favor of people slowly by keeping under the radar so that he doesn't alert the powers that be or the ones that he's trying to gain revenge on too soon. And then once he starts to catch fire, that's when he rises higher and extracts his revenge on his people. You can see that, and we would call that a trope in um, book writing and storytelling, but you can see that even in things like Rambo, 
<laughs> you know, um, I think over and over again how the hero is willing to debase himself or herself, to go into hiding almost, to stay under the radar, to not let the left hand know what the right hand is doing, as my grandmother would say, until they were absolutely ready. And I see that this wisdom still works today. And that's the reason why I'm taking the time to share this wisdom smack with you because books like uh, 10X Rule, they are absolutely right. But I believe they do well for people who are catching fire. I think that that's where that book starts. And so many people are thinking, well, I've got I've to push through. I've got to get the exposure. I've got to 10x everything. If he's doing 50 hours, I need to do 100. And then on top of that 100, I need to make sure that everybody knows that I am the one to watch. I am coming for you. I'm the one pointing at the victory you know, tower that I'm coming for it. You know, I'm making a splash. And like I said, that's well and good when you have perfected what you do. Because when I read that book, I read it with this kind of, you know, wisdom um, bearing down on me. And what I noticed was how long Mr. Cardone talked about his buildup season how long he talked about how how many failed things he had. Um, he talked about all of the hurts and the pains and all of this. And then the focus becomes on how to 10X everything. And I'm like, this is a great thing, but there are so many people who forget that you spent like five or six chapters talking about the buildup stage where no one was checking for you. No one knew who you were and you were failing famously, you know? And but they only want to focus on the 10x part because that's the rah rah part, and so they go out and they start and they flop in public, and that can be a grand devastation. So, for instance, check your ego if you want to be, um, if you want, if you want to be able to have a great buildup, you got to check your ego, you got to make sure that. You're not chasing after ribbons, buttons, and medals and levels. You've got to be okay with when people come and check your stats, your followers, your likes, your your book ranking, your your sales volume, or whatever it may be. You got to be okay with them saying, "Oh, they not they're not a player." You know, you you got to be okay with that. But I'm gonna also say this for those who are listening to me, and this is resonating. I will say. Like my grandmother said, don't let the left hand know what the right hand is doing. So they may be checking for you over here where your stats are not all of that, but they don't know about the seven other things you've got going on over here where the stats may not be all that. But when you put them together, oh, they really do matter. Um <laughs> <they're> <laughs> I'm laughing because I'm not going to tell you the source, but somebody said that, um, Five fives get you 25, four 25s get you 100, 10 hundreds get you 1,000. And just always remember that the popo ain't checking for the person getting the five fives. They so busy worrying about the person who's getting the thousands. And so what that means is when you have your gathering and they talk about a gathering spirit, and I love that. And if you're completely lost on what I'm talking about right now, what I'm talking about is just this wisdom. And that is, you know, with this and in being a, a, an invisible target or, or going after that, uh, don't worry about making a big, big splash. You know, 
concern yourself with making a um a concerted effort where you are consistently able to gather all of the stuff that you've got going on. Um, I had a, a dear conversation with someone the other day uh, who's actually a friend, and they were saying, we were having a similar conversa- conversation like this, and they were saying, you know, I, can, I, I used to get concerned about wanting to do so many different things. And after our conversation, they were like, I feel really, you know, okay with that because I can look at the gathering spirit. And when I put all of those things together, I'm hitting the goals that I, that really matter to me of being able to take care of myself and my family. And that aha moment for that person was beautiful. And I was so thankful and grateful that I was able to, you know, witness that. And it's because when you stop to think, if you have effort here, effort there, and you put it together... It, it's going to amount to something. And it's also going to keep the heat off of you when people are only, like I said, looking and trying to vet and investigate here and there. Um, one of the, the greatest magic tricks <laughs> I've seen of recent uh, is for um, people who they only allow you to know about the least performing thing. And um a long time ago, I did some uh, research about the affluent, and that was one of the, the things that they teach their own, and that is you don't want people knowing how wealthy you are. If at all possible, you only want them knowing about what you control. They really control the narrative because the more people think you have, the more they think they know about your empire, the more they come specifically to attack you, to take what you have, because it is just the law of human nature with a lot of people. So the next thing I want to say as we're coming to a close is make yourself look dull and boring, if possible, at the beginning. And dull and boring to the masses, not to the specifics. Meaning that if you are in a um, service-driven um, business, when you are building up your company, when you're doing your build up and you're going after clients, for those clients, you make them feel and know that they are the top of the creme de la creme for you and you're going to do whatever it takes. And be willing to just work until you have served them where there's nothing left to give without even you hear me? Without even demanding that they give you a testimonial or they do this or they do that. And you're going to see that unprovoked, a lot of times, the people who are really for you, who are going to help you to grow and do well, they're going to be forgiving on things. They're going to give you insights. And yes, once they see and that you are in it to win it and that you are determined to continue to grow, they will continue to give you business. And you know what they'll also do? They will give you word of mouth. One of the things I've been highly blessed to be able to do is that when I work with my clients, a lot of them, uh, until recently, you know, a lot of them have always been through word of mouth because that is the thing that is going to help you to continue to grow under the radar because it has sustainability. Word of mouth spreads in the quiet. And then before you know it, it's a groundswell and boom, you are ready for showtime. You know, so consider blending into the scenery, making yourself look dull and boring for the masses. And I'm going to give you a quick case study example 
of this so that you can understand what I'm talking about, okay? And that is, I want to highlight today, uh, WMS in the U.S., it's, um, this stands for Waste Management uh, Systems Services, and um, this is a company that started um, privatizing the collection of trash, and it was be, uh, the man saw a need. There were a lot of uh, smaller municipalities and, and cities and un um, um, uh, on, on, um, I, oh, oh dear, <laughs> unincorporated is the word I'm looking for. Sorry about that. Unincorporated areas, um, in, uh, the region where this gentleman lived. And so he was like, you know what? I can, uh, contract with them and I'll just get them one by one to do this. So lo and behold, that's what he did. He stayed under the, ra- under the radar and he provided the best service that he possibly could. And then once he started getting word of mouth spread for other little small towns and things like that, he increased his fleet and he, in- he started to learn under the radar. And so waste management services moved from, not moved from, but they started to incorporate not only garbage pickup and recycling, because that was that was not as big when he started. And he is credited with being one of the forerunners of uh, recycling on a large scale uh, as a service provided, because at the time, people had to take their recycling to a recycling center. But he was like, I'll bring it to you. I'll pick up your recycling and do it. All right. So he does this. Right. And um, he, he turns he, he takes in the garbage. He uh, set up his own systems where he would have the garbage sorted and then he would do the recycling. But this was another thing that he was really um, powerful in doing under the radar. And that was he would take. Uh, This sorting. And so once he sorted the garbage and the uh, recycling, he looked through the garbage to see what could be turned into compost. And then he set up compost fields where now uh, Waste Management Services is one of the largest providers of topsoil and great compost soil quality, such that he was able to diminish the amount of garbage going into landfills through his company. And he did all of this. And then he was really big by the time others started catching on. So he had, I think it was like almost a nine-year start before others caught on to what he was doing. And now because of that, he is what... uh, is known as a category king. In the book Play Bigger, they talk about being category kings, category harvesters, category design. And that is a perfect example of uh, what we're talking about when we talk about, you know, starting low, going slow, catching fire, rising higher to become an invisible uh, target that they don't know you're coming until it's too late. So guess what? Yes, my time is up. I sure do want to thank you for yours. This has been Michelle Spiva, you're a practical priestess of wisdom with another podcast of Wisdom Smack. Don't forget to check the uh, show notes for the book links. And also, thank you so much for continuing to support us by using our Amazon link at michellespiva.com forward slash AMZ. And shout out to my new Patreon followers. Thank you. I love you. So guess what? I'm going to see you tomorrow.
And that's going to do it for today's podcast of Wisdom Smack with Michelle Spiva. If you like this podcast, please help us get the word out. Like, comment, subscribe, and even share. And if you really like it, please help us continue to get the word out by considering using this show's link for Amazon. So when you want to go to Amazon and you do all of your general shopping, uh, please use michellespiva.com forward slash AMZ. It's simple as that. It doesn't cost you anything extra. And this show might receive a little bit of commission that will go towards helping to further get these episodes out to you and to others. So thank you so much for listening. This has been Michelle Spiva with Wisdom Smack. Bye.